This is your no bullshit guide to a happier life. Quick, but not necessarily easy tips to help you to squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of your business and your life. My name is Helen Calvert. I'm a coach, a business owner, and a parent, and I'm so happy to be here with you. I do swear occasionally, as the title suggests, so pop in your headphones if I'm not safe for little ears. Ready to go? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to this episode where we are going to be talking about cooking as part of your toolkit for a happier life. Now, you may have listened to some of these episodes in the past and heard what I was going to talk about and thought, no, before you even start, Helen, I'm not doing it. It's not for me. I know I'll hate it. Well, just to reassure you, (laughs) I have that feeling about certain things as well, and cooking is one of them. So this episode episode starts with a little tantrum. I hate cooking. I find it really stressful. What's wrong with all of you who enjoy it? (laughs) It's funny, isn't it, how certain things that a lot of people find either easy, um, enjoyable, or just feel fairly neutral about can set others of us off on a path. And yes, I have some real um, issues with cooking. (laughs) There are so many moving parts to it. Um, There's not enough rules. I do like a simple set of rules to follow. I like baking for that reason, because you just follow the instructions and bake but whenever people say to me oh I just throw this in the pan I just threw this together I just had a look at what we had in the fridge and made something up and I'm thinking I don't understand I'm not from your country (laughs) that level of creativity with food is not something um, I am comfortable with so like we do with many things, I have built cooking up in my head to be a huge problem. And when we break it down, as with anything, of course it isn't. There are things about it I find difficult, but there are ways of cooking that don't include those things. I don't have to do ridiculously complicated recipes, for example. But it is one of those things that I have some mindset blocks about. But other people have told me that it's definitely a part of their toolkit for a happier life. So I thought I would focus my attention on it and give it a go and report back, which is what this episode is. Now, I will caveat, I can cook food. You know, I feed myself and my children. I don't do um, ready meals um, because I once looked on the back of a microwavable meal packet and thought, oh my God, even I <laughs> can't justify that much salt, sugar and God knows what else. So I do cook food. Um, you know, fish fingers and waffles count as cooking, right? I can shove stuff under a grill. I can make a pretty good bolognese. I can roast a chicken. Um, well, I can roast a chicken breast. Haven't actually worked up to a whole chicken yet, but whatever. So I, I, I can feed myself and my children with food that I have prepared. But you see, in my head, that's not cooking. Cooking is this kind of um, glamorous, you know, throwing spices around and whipping up X, Y and Z. And that I don't do. <laughs> so I wanted to find a couple of recipes to try specifically for this podcast And I went on to Jack Monroe's website. I think she's the 
bootstrap cook or she was the bootstrap cook because I knew that she had recipes where you can search for the things you've already got in the fridge and freezer that you want to use up and she will have recipes that use those things because I didn't want to spend a lot of money getting lots of fancy ingredients that seemed fairly pointless you know I don't want to blow the budget on um, fancy cooking so I found two recipes that were ideal for what I needed there was a chicken tagine and um, a berry bread pudding so I made the two of them the first thing I realized (laughs) is that I don't really leave time in my calendar for cooking everything I make takes 30 minutes or less (laughs) so (laughs) to find the time to think, right, I'm going to fit in some actual cooking time was a bit interesting. And I don't think, certainly the chicken tagine, I don't think it really did take much longer than that, but I needed more headspace in order to do it because it was a new recipe. Finding the headspace to cook is quite difficult when I have my children around. I find myself thinking, please don't interrupt me, please don't interrupt me, please don't interrupt me, because I'm concentrating so hard on the steps of cooking and making sure I don't mess it up, which I know for those of you who just love cooking and find it so straightforward will be, you know, so bizarre, but that's that's how I felt. Um, doing it by myself, you know, is is hard. I think cooking with other people around I know some of you who love your cooking don't want anyone else in the kitchen, but cooking with someone else around I I find much easier because I have someone to sense check things with. So I made this um, chicken tagine. It was it was easy. You know, it wasn't something that was particularly difficult. I had to um, brown things and chop things at the same time, which was stressful took me back to the trauma of school science experiments and trying to get it all done before the end of the lesson. Um, (laughs) But actually, of course, I didn't have to brown things and chop things at the same time. I could have chopped things in advance. I think I'm one of those people who needs to get everything chopped before I start. Um, Not because I'm super organised, although I usually am, but because it's less stressful. But I made the tagine and it was really tasty. It was something different. It wasn't actually particularly different from anything else I've cooked I've made chicken with tomato and onion sauce before it was just some different spices and throwing in some um, mandarin segments which was delicious it was satisfying it was good food the boys had a taste and thought it was acceptable so I would say that was a success and I can put that into my regular rotation of meals and it will become familiar so I think for me building up my little um, portfolio of things I can cook without using up much headspace is going to be the key. The second thing I made was this um, berry bread pudding. I knew I loved bread pudding. I've had it before. And um, the boys had already been baking that day. They'd been making scones and cookies. So I did my baking after they'd done their baking. And it was all a bit too much mess for me, I have to say. (laughs) I enjoy my kitchen where I can just make a coffee in it. I don't enjoy it when it's covered in dirty pans. I have a dishwasher, so it's not a big tragedy. But yes, the mess is challenging. But the bread pudding, again, was really easy to make. I mean, crazily easy to make. And it turned out to be absolutely delicious and not that many calories. So great success. 
The third thing I made, I then did um, another piece of sort of focused cooking, if you like, specifically for this. I did steak and roast vegetables and I made that with Alex, with my partner. As you know, he lives abroad, so we did it um, over video call. And we've done this a few times before. We've cooked together because he's a really good cook, but he's also very calm teacher. So I don't feel stressed. I don't feel like he's laughing at me because I don't know what I'm doing. You know, he's very, very good at talking me through the steps. So we made that together and we did it by... Um, I can't even... See, this is how much of a good cook I am. I can't even think of the word, but we we fried it we fried the steak in butter and poured the butter over the top of it as it was cooking and there's a word for that I don't even know what the word is but it was delicious (laughs) it was really tasty and it confirmed to me that yes cooking with someone else is far more pleasurable than cooking on my own so what did I discover giving cooking a bit of a test as a tool in my toolkit for a happier life It does contribute to a happier life. It was very satisfying to use up things in the fridge and freezer that I'd had for a while and didn't know what I was going to do with um, instead of spending money on new ingredients, new foods. That was a really good feeling. It was good food. It feels great to treat myself to something tasty. You know, it's a way of showing up for ourselves, isn't it? Making ourselves good food. It's definitely an act of self-care. Coming back into the house to the smell of freshly baked goods was also really lovely. That was something I didn't expect and was a nice experience, having a house filled with baking smells. Lovely. So I can see how it can contribute to a happier life, even if the actual act of cooking is never going to be something I take huge pleasure in. Are there any bullshit elements? Well... Yes, because if I bake an entire cake, I then have to have the willpower to not eat the entire cake. (laughs) Whereas if I buy a slice of cake from a coffee shop, um, I am just having a small treat that fits in with my eating plan. Whereas, yeah, cooking a whole cake, unless I share it, which obviously I would want to do. If I bake a cake and then share it, that's lovely. But baking a whole cake, it's much cheaper than buying slices but it's not necessarily as good um, for my eating health (laughs) so that's something to bear in mind I think the things I want to be cooking are um, healthy main meals rather than lots of cakes even though I do enjoy baking a cake it is hard to do I think you know all these tools we've talked about have elements of difficulty to them and there will be easier and more difficult for different people Um, but just because cooking is something that we all need to do in the sense that we all need to eat doesn't mean that it's easy. And I think anyone who tells you that it's easy doesn't realise why some of us find it hard. So our mindset block alert for this episode is really an alert for me, although I'm sure it will resonate with some of you as well. Cooking does not have to be complicated to be worthwhile. In my head, if somebody says, oh, I love cooking, I imagine them whipping up a Chinese banquet or an amazing Thai meal or some kind of, you know, Eastern extravaganza. And actually, they might just love doing what I do, which is making bolognese, throwing some pesto on some pasta. (laughs) You know, they might just enjoy feeding their family. So 
to be worthwhile as a tool, as something to enjoy, it doesn't have to be complicated. It is an act of creativity. It's a way of expressing ourselves. Um, So it has huge merit in that sense. I guess the other mindset alert that we might be thinking about when we think about cooking is that even if we do employ it as a tool, it doesn't have to be all the time. It's a great tool for connection if we're sharing food. It's a great tool to feel as though we are demonstrating love to the people in our lives if we're making good food for them. It's a great self-care tool to demonstrate love to ourselves. But as with all of the tools we've talked about, it doesn't have to be consistent. You can legitimately say you enjoy cooking and sometimes you use it as a tool in your toolkit for a happier life. And yet, on all the other occasions when food needs to be served, you don't put something together from scratch or, you know, you're not following a recipe, you're just getting some tuna out of the fridge and sticking it in a wrap. (laughs) Um, You don't have to be cooking up a storm every day to use cookery as an enjoyable part of life. And as I say, that's very much a reminder for myself, as much as a reminder for all of you. I think I have a lot of value judgments associated with cooking um, because I grew up in a household where um, the food that was provided to the family was um, an act of love, an act of motherhood, an act of womanhood. And I think I see it as something more important than it needs to be. So the fact that I don't enjoy it, I I judge myself for that. And of course, we know I don't need to, do I? As I'm always telling all of you, <laughs> we just need to use the tools that work for us. And the things that don't work for us, we can outsource them. And if anybody wants to be my chef, I can pay you 50 pence a month. <laughs> but yeah, I think having a chef would be a massive luxury for me because of course I love eating good food even though I don't particularly enjoy cooking it but it was interesting to focus on it as a potential tool I think it's going to be one that I use when I have time to myself when I have the headspace and I can think to myself right I'm going to treat me to something really tasty that I have taken the time to make and I'm going to enjoy the process by bringing in someone else to cook with me or putting on some tunes, putting on a TV show. Uh, I know sometimes people like to cook with a little glass of wine in their hand, depending on the circumstances, making it pleasant. But I can see the point of it, even though, as I say, it starts with a little tantrum for me because it's definitely not my favourite at all. If you have some super duper easy recipes and I mean easy don't tell me it's easy and then it's got 25 different steps and it's going to take an hour if you have some really easy recipes that you love please do let me know you can see how to contact me in the show notes because I would love to hear about them and I will continue to practice this tool um, and we shall see where I get to so until next time Be excessively kind to yourselves, potentially by providing yourselves with delicious food. 
and let's continue to squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of life. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. It's great to have you along for the ride. If you enjoyed the episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are up. If you identified a mindset block during the episode and would like to work with me one-to-one, you can find out how in the show notes. See you next time.